Hi, welcome to Leadership with Randy. I'm Randy Powell. Today you're listening to Highlights of Lessons in Leadership, our weekly conversation with inspiring people sharing some of those stories and lessons from their journey. Now me, I'm traveling across the country. I have a very large sales territory, and I couldn't figure out why really nasty folks were coming up to me and making suggestions or showing up at my room or calling my room. And I spent a great deal of time yelling at hotel front lobby desks for dare you give out my number? How dare you give out where my room is? Only to find out that the person I was talking with who claimed to love me at home was online soliciting this type of abuse toward me and telling people where I was. Our highlights today are from the incredible journey of Carolyn Hammond, founder of Safe in Harm's Way, an organization providing resources and hope to individuals experiencing domestic violence, and also Epizon Strategy Solutions, where she trains companies and groups how to provide their teams the resources and encouragement to create a safe environment. Carolyn's an author, speaker, podcast host, and highly accomplished business leader who translates her own personal experiences living through domestic violence to help others find the courage and resources needed to make their way to safety. You can learn more about her work at carolynmarklehammond.com. Now let's go hear more highlights from our conversation with Carolyn. And at that point, I had been in an eight-year relationship and I was about four weeks away from my planned and paid for wedding. When I discovered the very secret life that the person who looked me in the eye and claimed to love me was issuing against me. Now that person had a very, very nasty habit of putting my picture and my name out on the internet. He told where I worked, he told where we lived, And each of these email correspondence that he had with strangers on the internet started out with, my girlfriend has no idea I'm doing this to her. And he would offer me up to have sex with whoever he put out into the world on the internet. And without my consent and without my knowledge, he belonged to a group that discussed how to be able to drug your partner and watch while she was raped. And I decided instead to create a safety plan for escape. And that took me about 10 days to craft and it took me about seven months to implement. And during that time, the realization of what had been my life started to fall in place. So my choice then, because I didn't know resources and I couldn't properly identify, was to get very, very small and very, very quiet because I didn't know who I can trust. He lived this complete secret life. He was corresponding on the internet to strangers. These people had been to my home when I traveled to check out our home. I didn't know who to trust. So I got very, very small. And I was changing clothes in the hotel lobby restrooms because they are the cleanest places if I wasn't traveling and I was living out of my car and I had to work, I'd go to a hotel that was near um, and a local hotel in Kansas City and I would change clothes or put on my makeup um, 
re-put on my makeup because during the course of the day, I would have to go to my car and I'd cry between calling on customers and I'd reapply my, my makeup. And those hotel lobby restrooms, because they're the cleanest, all the time making that money for my company. And it was during that time of getting small and quiet that I decided that there will never, ever, ever again be another woman like myself, another woman, regardless of the level of, of job she has or what she does for a living, that will endure the same kind of treatment and the same kind of abuse without knowing what the resources are. Because statistically, folks, they're in your life. And the most beautiful, amazing, compelling people who achieve great things, you would never know what they've lived through and what emotional and physical and psychological bruises they hide from home when they show up in the world every day. You know, statistically, that, that is unfortunately what happens. Seven times on average is what it takes for a person experiencing abuse to leave and stay gone. If you know someone in your world and they show up in bruises, ask if they're okay. And that seems simple. And that seems, well, of course, there is yet a survivor I've talked to who's shown up with bruises that someone asked if they were okay or if they needed help. Because again, it's much easier for people to deflect. It's much easier for folks to say, well, she's so smart, she would never tolerate that kind of behavior. Or he's so intelligent. I mean, surely he's not, you know, he's not experiencing any kind of abuse. And the physical manifestation of them is there. So there are ways, because what you need to remember that if you distance yourself completely, cut off yourself completely from someone who's been navigating abuse, the abuser wins. Their sole purpose is to be so egregious in their behavior that the person and the prey, I, because it is, I mean, it's, it's as if you are hunted. Their sole goal is to isolate them, to make it difficult to leave. The story resonates and the story and statistics of what we can do one person and one moment at a time to positively, positively impact the world. Uh, you know, our tagline at Safe and Harm's Way is join us, take our hand and let's go change the world. And we firmly see that happening as we've evolved. Thanks for joining us for these highlights of Lessons in Leadership. I hope you were as inspired as I am. You can find the full-length audio right here at this site, or you can watch the full-length video of our conversation at leadershipwithrandy.com. Now get out there and make a difference. Keep believing, dreaming, and doing, and have an awesome week. Hope to see you again soon. Bye.